just going to encourage you to turn to your neighbor and say, great is our Lord. Come on. Great is our Lord. Richard Dugan, could you turn the lights on as you pass them? Great. You can't say it enough. Great. Great are you, Lord. Turn to a different neighbor and say, great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. Turn to your person behind you and say, Happy New Year. Oh, there you go. If no one's behind you, find someone in a behind. It's always good to see who's looking at your beautiful hairdo. Good morning, dwelling place. Glorious, blessed New Year to you. And also, and also, I receive it in Jesus' name. Does everyone have a handout? They were there at the door. Aren't you appreciative of the people who greet you today? Can you give our greeters a hand, the people that make the coffee and make sure this building's open and warm and, and welcoming? I so appreciate that. So appreciate that. Rick's going to share the word with us this morning. I, I want to encourage you that this um, is, a, is a place to be encouraged, This the bulletin that because as we start this new year, if you don't read the back, it doesn't get to be real informative. Uh, two things that I want to highlight is that Jen Nassar is here. I saw her. Oh, she's right there. Uh, I, I'm, I had John wave earlier. We are in need of a, a preschool teacher. It's a full-time paid position. And so Jen uh, reminded me this week that I needed to announce that, and I, I didn't tell Emily, and it's not in the bulletin. But also Wednesday nights, there's a study on Wednesday. Uh, there's also prayer and worship, uh, kicking the year straight off. So either of those options are open to you on Wednesday night. Um, I, I also just want to highlight to you, uh, there is an inclement weather policy. Now you say, Tulio, why would we need the inclement weather policy? It's like, you know, putting gas in your car. You put it in when you're not thinking about it, so it's there when, when you haven't thought about it. So um, did you guys get that? Uh-huh. Yes, there you go. So inclement weather, we put out inclement weather uh, changes or adaptations uh, by email. And, um, and so if you're not an email person, we need to connect with you. So we have a short list of people that, that don't check email, or maybe you don't have that service at your house. I want you to know this, that, that we want you to be safe. I don't know how you drive. I don't know what you drive, and I don't know where you drive from. And so uh, we, we believe the Word of God says to fellowship together. Sometimes you have to be creative at how you make that happen. Uh, we will always attempt to gather, even if that means that we delay and gather after lunch so that you have a place to come and to worship, but we need all of our volunteers to be safe. And sometimes them leaving their house at 6 a.m. to be ready at, at 10 isn't, isn't safe. And so we have to take those things into consideration. So we, we always ask you, and this is a great time to say, Parking around the perimeter of the building, we try to save for uh, families who have small children, so you're not trying to navigate around those kids in the parking lot. <laughs> you all chuckle now. I know my kids got away from me sometimes, so um, they're big enough for you to see. But I just ask you to, to, if you're not in need of one of the parking spaces right at the door, you know, for uh, your mobility purposes, please just make sure you leave those other spaces open, so. Is he on? He's he's a he is filled and electrified. I'm on now. 
Are you yeah. going to pray for him? Yeah, yeah. No. She's doing something else. Oh, okay. She's doing something else. Well, make sure you all pray because I gave the microphone. Okay. Go ahead and pray, Tammy. This all, this all things this morning is about hearing. Hearing. As you see, the PowerPoint, 2016. So Tammy's going to pray for us, and then she's got to share something about hearing. So pray. Lord, I just, uh, I just ask you right now, God, just to open not just our physical ears, but just the ears of the Spirit, God, that we can hear what you long to speak to us this morning. I just say again, it's just no accident that we're here. It's not by happenstance that we're here this morning. God, you have something for each and every one of us. So, Lord, I just ask that we open our hearts. Give us the grace just to be open to what you want to speak this morning. Amen. Let me just introduce this again. Usually every year uh, I'll hear what, try to hear what, there's a lot, what the Spirit of God is saying in relationship to that particular year. I remember one of the big years that really hit me was like 2008 when the real estate bust hit. The Lord just told us it was a year of adversity. And every year it's in significant words that God has given us. And I've tried to do this thing and it's not going to work. So my years just don't work right. I know Simonis does. But so, uh, but anyway, so this year as I was praying, the Lord just really spoke to me. I just heard him say, here. Hearing, listening, and I'm going. Well, what are you talking about, Lord? What I mean, and I really be honest with you, I halfway thought it was about for me, but then the Lord just said, I just started sensing in the spirit. There's a whole lot happening in 2016 that the way you navigate through it is with hearing, listening, and it's very, very important. Not necessarily the word of the Lord, but hearing and discerning what's going on, and. Uh, and as I was thinking about this, the Lord brought up to me Tammy and Jen on one of their excursions overseas. And so I asked Tammy if she'd share this. It's dangerous when Rick asks me to share a story. But anyway, uh, so Jen Cesario and I were traveling in one of our adventures overseas on a missions trip. And anytime you put Jen and I together there is an adventure in our midst. So um, it was just the two of us. We were either going before or later than the interns. I, I even forget kind of what was going on during this trip. But uh, so we traveled. We flew from Washington, D.C., and I think this time we flew into Germany, into the air, airport. And so we get there, and, you know, you, get, you check back in, and you kind of get your, your ticket, and it tells you where, what gate you're supposed to go to because we're flying into Greece. So we get our ticket, and we find the gate, and it's, you know, there's gates just lined up, you know, just, but we found our gate, and we decided we're exhausted, we're just going to sit down, we're going to take a nap, we're going to just, because we're here, we're where we're supposed to be, right here. So, of course, you know, and we wait for like an hour, hour and a half, because, you know, we have that layover, so we're waiting and waiting, and as we kind of wake up, we kind of start to see, like, all these people have gathered, like, two gates down. And there's no one at these gates down this way. No one past that group of people right there. So Jen and I, like, and you hear announcements going all the time, you know. But they're speaking in a different language. And even when they speak it in English, it's so hard to understand. 
so you can't always pick up like what they're saying. So Jen and I stuck, to, we, we just stuck to, well, this is where we're supposed to be. We're sitting there, it's time for our plane to board and la, la, la. These people are gathered, they're checking in. We both have this kind of like check, like, well, something just doesn't feel quite right. But this is our gate. It says right here on our ticket. And when you don't understand the language, you should go with what's on the ticket. You know, and so we just kept on and on. But we could feel this like something isn't right. Well, being Jen Cesario and myself, we waited till everyone had boarded. And so and basically they had shut the gates and everything. And then we kind of run over and we're like, hey. Um, so we show the lady our ticket and she was like, yeah, this was your flight. And we're like, oh, but we were just right here. And we were trying to explain. And she was like, well, I made the announcement. There was a gate change. I made the announcement. And we were like, well, we didn't understand, blah, blah, blah. We were going on and on. And then, you know, good old country girl, good Italian lady, tired. We just get angry. <laughs> we're like, no, like, we need to be on that plane right now, now, now. And the lady's like, no, you can't get on the plane, blah, blah, blah. So then quickly we turn to, like, mercy. Like, please, please, can you help us? You know, we're foreigners. We don't know where we're going. Long story short that, I mean, they did not let us on that airline, but they graciously worked it out for us to get on whatever next plane. So we were like 45 minutes, another wait an hour or so, but, um, and it did take a lot of finagling on the other end to kind of get us there, but we got there. But the moral of the story is, like, maybe you should always listen to that little nagging something inside of you. So, Here. <laughs> listen. And, uh, and because, I'll be honest with you, is that what Tammy said, I just want to highlight something she said. There's going to be gate changes in 2016. And you need to be flexible. You need to be cool. And you need to hear what the Spirit of God's saying. Or... Or what's being said or broadcast either in the physical or in the spiritual realm. And so we're supposed to, we're going to have, a, I believe, a, a three-part series on this in the next three weeks about listening, about hearing. Not just necessarily hearing the voice of God, but hearing, period. And you know there's a big difference between hearing and listening. There's a big difference. You can hear a lot. In fact, you hear all the time. The question is, are you listening? And a lot of times what we do is we live life sort of like Tammy and Jen do. You, you're tired, you're weary, you're wore out. You get to where you think this is a good place to be, and you coast. And you check out. And next thing you know, you miss your plane. And so I just really feel like God's saying today, in the next few weeks for us to just sort of catch some things about hearing and listening. And so, there's some statements that God really just spoke to me. He said, there's voices and sounds that are going to be very loud in 2016. You know, one, one thing is that I know that's happening is there's an election. This is an election year. And so, you're going to hear a lot of voices. You're going to hear a lot of noise. You're going to hear a lot during this year. And it's a very important year for our country. And so it's very important for us to hear and know what we're hearing. 
I also really believe that there's going to be some significant events that occur in 2016. And it's very important for us to understand what we're hearing. And we'll talk a little bit more a little bit later about that. And then the next thing is, is there's a question is, is when, all the, when all these voices are going on, all this noise is going on, really two things, I just put it in one, what are you hearing and then how do you respond? I remember, I mean, you can, you can hear a lot of things and respond crazy ways. Like when Paul and I, uh, in 1986, left to go into ministry full-time, um, we left First Baptist Church, Okeechobee, and, and went to uh, Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. We're out there, and, you know, we were very involved in, in, in Okeechobee and, and also in First Baptist Church, Okeechobee. And we get out there, and that's when the time that that book came out, 88 Reasons Why Jesus is Coming in 88. Well, you notice that Jesus didn't come in 88. I hope. You know. <laughs> you know. No, he didn't. Uh, but anyway, but it was so crazy, the voices that were being declared back in our home church. Like one young lady called us out there, Rick, Rick, you know, somebody we had led to the Lord. says, Rick, uh, I mean, what do you think about this? I mean, if Jesus is coming on this particular date, shouldn't you be doing, you know, just going out preaching the gospel? Shouldn't be whatever? And I go, listen, God, I just want to, if God's coming, Jesus is coming then, I just want to be doing the very thing he told me to do last. And I know he told me to go to seminary, and that's where I'm at right now. I just want to be doing what he told me to do. You know, I'm not going to listen to the voices. And people were making crazy actions. I remember some of our friends back there, they had gone down to Key West uh, lobstering, and they had caught all these lobsters. And, you know, that's, that's a normal thing for South Florida. You go down to Key West and catch lobsters, and then you put them in the, put them in the freezer, and you eat them throughout the year. Well, they go, well, if Jesus is coming, we don't want to leave this just for anybody. So the night before that date, they had a big lobster party. That ate all their lobster. Well, the next day, <laughs> they had no lobster <laughs> for the rest of the year. So they took actions. They heard voices. They heard things, but they didn't know what they were hearing, and they took actions that were kind of crazy. So I just really believe this year is important for us to hear, to hear and know what we're hearing and how to respond. Well, there's some foundations and some things that God just put in my heart. It's important for us, the importance of hearing and knowing what is being broadcast. And there's some things that the Lord put in my heart. And think about how significant this is. Now, because this is a foundational theme in the Word of God, and I'm declaring something that's very important for 2016. In fact, to be honest with you, for 2,000 years, hearing and listening is very important. And, uh, but it's interesting to me, Simone just burst my bubble the other day, but other than in Christ... There's no other phrase that's used, to my knowledge, more than this phrase that's used, let him, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Fifteen times it's recorded in the New Testament. Ten different times different references or different times it's spoken. Jesus himself spoke it at least three times. Let him who has ears to hear, hear. Seven times, every time to the message to the churches in the book of Revelations, 
Let him who has ears to hear, hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Very significant. It's important just as a foundational thing of life. But I believe 2016 is very, very important. Let's go to the next slide in it. Because why? First off, hearing is a foundation of faith. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of Christ. A curious question. Is there anybody here today for the first time? I'm sorry. Uh, is there anybody here? Raise your hand, if you would, please. I know that's an embarrassing question. That's one thing they say never do. <laughs> Ask people to raise their hand. Anybody first time? Okay. Guess not. Um, well, why? If somebody, pretend. <laughs> Richard. <laughs> Hello. Uh, my name's Rick. <laughs> Richard. Your name, Richard? Yeah. But anyway, Richard, Richard's first time he's here. And I could ask Richard, why did you come? I mean, how did you come today? Why did you show up at 10 o'clock? Why did he come? You know why? He would come. He had come because he had a word. He wants to show up at church. He didn't know why the church started normally with 10, 11, or 10.30 or what. Different times in churches. He may get all excited and exercise his faith. Man, I'm excited. I want to come to dwelling place. And he show up at 8 o'clock. But he shows him, he says, I believe, I believe, I'm going to show up at 8 o'clock. And he, did, he shows up at 8 o'clock and he exercises his faith. I'm believing I'm going to see something. Oh, he's going to be disappointed. He's going to hear the worship team. He might not be disappointed. The worship team's worshiping. We're downstairs praying, usually by 8. And so, but church is not starting. Because why? He's exercised his faith. But reality is faith comes by hearing and by hearing a word. It's very simple. And that's why hearing is so important. You don't hear, no faith. I mean, this whole thing that we went through recently about women in, in the church and the, and the whole thing. You know, for two years we've been searching the scriptures out for this thing. And Apollos, she would say, Rick, y'all just, elders, y'all just make a decision. Y'all just make a decision. I'm going, I haven't heard. I haven't heard. And then when all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the puzzles, for me, the pieces of the puzzle fell into place, and I saw it in the Word of God, and I'm going, that's it, that's it. And I'm going, I got faith. I got faith. When we were going to minister back in 1986, I'm him hauling around, you know, well, babe, I, you know, first I said God's called us into ministry and back in the spring, and then in the fall, we just start heading that direction, and I and we've got all this debt over our head, and we've got all kind of crazy things happening in our lives. And I'm going, well, do we go? I don't, you know, I'll go. Maybe we stick around. You know, I don't know what, you know. And I'm telling Paula, you know, and Paula looks at me and she said, you know, you know do, do we have a word? I mean, are God calling you ministry? Has God called you into ministry? And I go, well, yeah, yeah. He says, well, she goes, let's go. But I remember during that season, I started praying one night. We were praying together, and and we just prayed, all right, Lord, if you want us to go, you know, open doors for us. And Lord, if you don't want us to go, close doors. That was our exact prayer. Next morning, I get up, and I did the lucky dip method of study, and I opened my Bible in the, in the book of Revelations, and, and, uh, and my Bible opens and, uh, in the Revelation chapter 3, and I started uh, reading on this part of the page, and I just hear the, feel the Holy Spirit which I, I didn't, now I recognize the Holy Spirit, but I just felt this yearning, read over here. And I'm going, no, I want to read over here. <laughs> read over here. And I'm going, no, I want to read over here. And so I'm reading over here, but just finally I just, 
I said, okay, I'll read over here. And here's the words I hear. He who is holy and is true, who is the key of David, who opens and no one shuts, who shuts and no one opens, says this, I know your deeds, and behold, I have put before you an open door which no one can shut. I felt like I stuck my finger in a light socket. You know, I knew he called me. And I can't tell you how many times since 1986, that was really the fall of 1985, that when things hit me and I doubted where I was at and what I was doing, I thought back to that word. Because why? Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God. You don't listen, no what? No faith. Why else is, is hearing and listening important? Let's go to the next slide. It's important. It's hearing. It's miracles. It's like, like it says, so then does he provide you with, with the Spirit and work miracles among you? Do it by the works of the law or by hearing with faith? I know the healing team really just focuses on this a lot. And many times we just think, well, if I could just know how to do it. If I just know how to do it. But no, that's the works of the law. If we can figure out how to do it, no, just all you have to do is listen. And listen, and when he says something, do it. I have a friend of mine who was at a Christmas party, and, and, and a, there was a guy at the Christmas party. There was a whole bunch of people. He didn't really know him well, but he was, he was on crutches. And the Lord said to him, go over and touch his ankles. Touch his ankle and just tell him to be healed. And they go, God, you know, this is a big, sophisticated Christmas party. And so he finally got up enough courage. He walks over and touches the guy's ankle and says, be healed in Jesus' name. And he turned around and walked off and went back over the other side of the room. <laughs> he said, uh, said a few minutes later, all of a sudden, he felt a tap on his shoulder. He's just kind of embarrassed and wanted to sort of slip out. But he felt his tap on his shoulder and, and uh, so the guy said, uh, hey, uh, uh, whenever you touch my ankle, it said, be healed in the name of Jesus. Look, God healed my ankle. Hearing with faith. Hearing with faith. It's not the miracles. It's not coming of us. It's his word. And so all we have to do is hear. Why else is, why is hearing in the basic ways? Why is it important? Let's go to the next one. Is It's important to know the direction of God. Like this passage in Psalm 32, 8. It says, I will instruct you. I will teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. I cannot tell you how many times God has spoken to us and, and gave us directions about hearing his voice. But also, I just will tell you this. I could not write a book on hearing God's voice. I could write, I've been written a lot of books, but I could not write a book on how hearing God's voice. I can tell you how not to hear God's voice. And that's important too, though. You know, that is very important. But God, he will speak to you differently all the time. He speaks differently in a ways. There's a, there's a psalm that talks about how God's ways, it's like he's walking through the sea. You know, you know how it is when you're in a pool and you walk? It doesn't leave a path. You can see a wake a little bit at the, at the first but afterwards, after you walk by, it just passes away. That's, and what we want to do is God do it the same way all the time so we can just follow you, God. No, he's wanting us 
you know, there's a couple of things he's wanting, and one of the things he is just wanting us to hear his voice. That's one of them. But there's something else in that too, and we'll talk about that a little later. So why is faith, why is hearing important? One is faith, miracles, we know the direction of God. But there's a bad side too, the reason why God wants us to, to be able to hear. Not as bad, but there's bad things being said or done, and we want to hear it. You don't want to just sit at the gate and ignore it. Now, just notice this passage in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, where Paul says, I'm afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, your minds will be led astray from the simplicity and purity of devotion to Christ. That's really important. But notice this, for if one comes and preaches another Jesus whom we have not preached, or you receive a different spirit which you have not received, then he goes on and says, you know, you deal with it rightly. In other words, preaches another Jesus. That's very, very important because there's a lot of different Jesuses being preached out there. And you got to know which Jesus somebody's talking about. I mean, just because somebody says, oh, I believe in Jesus, you go, oh, you do well. Well, that's good. question is, which one? I mean, y'all may have heard me tell the story before, but when Paula and I first got engaged, in Huntsville, she's from Huntsville, Alabama. I'm from Okeechobee, Florida. We met in college, and we, you know, you know how the, do they still do engagement uh, announcements in the newspaper? They still do that thing? Well, you know, when Huntsville, when the engagement says, you know, Kraft to wed Sizemore, Paula Joan Kraft to marry Rick Sizemore, it caused a stir in Huntsville. Why? Well, Paula's older brother went to high school with the Rick Sizemore. He went to college and played baseball, pitched on a baseball scholarship. So did I. Rick Sizemore. Rick Sizemore. The problem was this other Rick Sizemore was married. So it comes out that Paul is marrying Rick Sizemore. What? Problem is, different Rick Sizemore. Somebody says, oh yeah, Jesus. Yeah, okay, which one? Let me tell you about the one that I know. He's the... He is the only begotten son from the father who's, you know, died on the cross, raised from the dead, sits at the right hand of the father, interceding, you know, just list off the characteristics of him. Yeah, even though some of the, fairy, the, the characteristics of the beginning may sound the same, but at the end you may find out it's a different one. So just because somebody says another Jesus. So you hear it. Be careful. Be careful. So there's a part of hearing because this next year, you know, politicians may say, I believe in Jesus. Okay, that's good. Which one? Which one? They may promise this. They may speak this. But you need to know what you're hearing. We'll talk about that in, in times ahead. So hearing is very important in relationship to participating in good things, but also hearing is also important to protect ourselves and to be able to deal with things on the bad side also. Well, let's go on. So what, I just 
what can you hear? What are the things, some of the voices that you're going to be hearing this year? Which is like really any other year. But however, there's some things I just want to highlight as we're going along. First off, if you'll notice, is that what can be heard is the sounds and voices in the world. Well, first thing that you're going to hear a lot of times in the world is a lot of defeat. Like, I want you to hear this. It's, you know, God sends out 12 spies, 10 come back. What? So they, they gave out to the sons of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out. So a lot of times, what you're going to be hearing this next year is you may hear a lot of bad reports about what you can do or what cannot do in relationship to what God says. It's kind of interesting. I was praying about this this morning. And please... Forgive me if I say something not right. But it is interesting to me how many financial disasters have been prophesied since I started walking with the Lord in 1988. 19, no, I'm sorry, 1974. You know, I've been walking with Jesus, I think, 30... Man, how many years is that? 40 years? 40 years. I'm not that old. A long time. You know, you know, it may, things may get back because things are going to go like this no matter what. Question is, in the middle of it, I believe God's called us to prosper, to be blessed. So you may hear voices that are given bad reports. When God tells me something, let me just say something. When God said, Paul can tell you this, or Mitch can tell you this. When God speaks something to me, don't start telling me what I can't do. But tell me how to do it. That's a whole other issue. Now, I, I do have that problem. Because I, I am a visionary, and the problem is, is when I vision something, I see it, it's already done. I remember one time I saw something, and, you know, I was believing God for it, and Tulio said, Rick, we ain't even started it. You know, it was a building project. And I said, Rick, we ain't even started yet. And you're thinking it's finished. And so, but anyway, what my word to you is this, is what are you hearing is what you want to do, is you want to be around people. You want to hear the voices that are telling you the things from God's voice, speaking into you, how you can walk in victory, how you can, not how you're going to be defeated. Even if things do get bad, y'all. You know, I tell you a story real quick, which I've told y'all before probably, but I'm going to take this opportunity to brag on my dad. I remember when Y2K hit, was, was going to hit. You know, it hit, but, but it didn't hit. You know, but, but anyway, I remember when it was going, you know, everybody was saying, oh, the banking's going to go down, the power could go down, the grid, you know, and all this stuff he listed coming off, and I, you know, you know and we're buying MREs, you know, and all this kind of stuff, you know, and, and we're going this, and I, and I said, Dad, well, what do you think about this? What if, you know, what do you think about this Y2K stuff? It says, what, you, what if we lose the power? What if we lose the banking? Well, I lived without power before. We didn't have banks when I was a kid. They busted. He was in the Depression. For him, it was going, okay, let it happen. And what he did on Y2K was, you know what? He just slept. <laughs> because why? He just knew the sufficiency in God. 
So what are you hearing? The sounds of hopelessness. Let's go on. The other one that's interesting to me, the Lord highlighted, he says, you'll be hearing of wars and rumors of wars, and see, see that you are not frightened, for those things must take place, but that is not yet the end. It's very important. I want to say this. You've heard me say this before in Dwelling Place, but if you're new here, you can hear this. It always amazes me every time there's some kind of uprising or war in the Middle East. However, the first thing it says, do you think this is a prophetic event regarding Jesus' coming? And you've heard me say this before. Wars and rumors of wars and famines are not signs of anything in the world prophetically. Guess what? These things must take place. So, you know, when you're here, if you hear voices, if events occur, listen, but listen to what you're hearing. And just, and just know how to hear. We'll talk about that at another time. World events, how to interpret it. And let me just say this. Um, and I don't like, in dwelling place, I don't like to take the place of the, you know, that I've got the microphone and speak things politically or over anything like that. But I, but I do speak is what's Jesus. And I, I do tell us it's really kind of crazy year this year uh, politically. And words are going to get and sounds are going to get higher in height. And I just say this, be careful what you hear and how you pay attention to things. And I say this, y'all, it's kind of interesting to me. Have y'all watched the ebb and flow, particularly the last, seems like 30 years, of how um, it's gone, this, this pendulum of Republican, Democrat, Republican, Democrat, back and forth. Have y'all noticed that? You know, this is the answer, Republican. Well, let's back. No, it'll blow you up. And it comes back over here. It's, it's done this. You know, Carter. Reagan, Bush, Clinton, Clinton, Bush. Wasn't that Bush? Yeah. Bush, Obama, Obama. Who knows what? You know, Democrat Congress. Oh, we need a Republican Congress. You get a Republican Congress, and we're going, what do you got? I just want to say this. A political party is not the answer for our country. Jesus is. And guess what? We, that's a pretty big political party, Jesus. The kingdoms of this world become the kingdoms of our Lord and Christ. Hear that voice. It's clear, that voice. World events. You're going to hear sounds in relationship to world events. You're going to hear, go to the next slide, you're going to hear leaders' declaration. It's interesting how the Lord said this. You're going to hear leaders declaring things. I know this prophecy is talking about the false prophets, but, but, but the Lord just told me there's an application of this. Notice it says, And Jesus answered and said to them, See to it, no one misleads you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will mislead many. Now, I know... Th- this is a little bit, and Lord, forgive me if I'm, you know, I just really felt like the Lord highlighted this. There's people going to say, I've got the answer. Be careful how you hear. But you don't attach your hope into a man, a person. I will say this, even in a church, even in a church, a leader like myself, I am not a hope. I am not an answer. 
Only Jesus is the answer. And what he says is important. Be careful. And be careful because you're going to be hearing what people say about themselves. Be careful about that. You know, it's kind of interesting. The height, higher, the, the spiritual realm is getting very heightened. It's interesting. There's a, you know, uh, I follow sports. Mainly I follow sports on Sports Center on the, on the computer. And interesting, there's this guy, Dale Curry, not Dale Curry, uh, Seth Curry. You know how, man, he's been highlighted, a, a believer. Dale Curry went to Virginia Tech. Seth, they didn't think he was good enough to come to Virginia Tech. But anyway, you know, last year he won the MVP of the NBA, and, and he's just been exploding this year. And then uh, it's interesting to me, you know, and, and he's just always been about Jesus, always been about Jesus. And I mean, he's just been being hyped. About a week and a half ago, they interview and uh, they were interviewing Seth, and all of a sudden he started declaring, "Yeah, I, I am a superstar. I'm one of the greatest." And when I heard him say that, I'm going, "Oh boy, he was proud. We'll be humbled." Wasn't right after that. All of a sudden, he gets hurt. He tried to come back. And I, it's, not, it's not in the news. He got hurt again. I, I, I kind of wanted to, if he knew he'd get it, I'd go, Seth, man, it's a cool thing what God's doing in your life. Be humble, bro. When in doubt, be humble. In other words, what people are saying about themselves, watch out, what you hear. Notice the next thing the Lord highlighted to me. For if anyone says to you, behold, here is the Christ. The Messiah, here's the one. Because you're going to be hearing people say things about other people. Oh, here's this person, this is the answer. Be careful how you hear, what you hear. So you're going to hear voices, you're going to hear sounds in the world. Well, how about this? Let's go to the next thing. You're going to hear sounds in you. Some of them are bad. And I don't like to be negative, but here is the reality. It talks about, this is, even though this is B.C., there I can show you past scripture that referred to this A.D., after Jesus. It says, in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that now works in the sons of disobedience. Among them we all too lived in the lust of our flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh and of the mind. Indulging the desires, the will. Literally, the Greek word there is will of the flesh and the mind. I don't know about you, but I do have a flesh. I've been crucified with Christ, but my flesh can lust with the best of them. The Greek word for lust means upon the mind with force, forceful thoughts. And many times there's voices. The thing that you will hear is your lust, your flesh, or my flesh lusting. Or, you know, just in some way, shape, or form, like, you know, the time that Paul and I are in a d discussion, we're laying in bed and we're having this discussion. It was a discussion, you know. But anyway, y'all have heard me probably share this, but anyway, we're having this discussion and all of a sudden she makes a critical error in her argument. And I see the door to win the argument. And I heard the Spirit of God say, don't do it. Just love her. And I did. I literally said, but God. 
I'm, I'm serious. But God, yeah, yeah, she could usually argue me under But God, and I wish I could sit here today and tell you that I said, yes, well, I will love my wife. But she made that error, and my flesh, lusting, going, hearing a voice going, go for it, boy. And I did, and she did. She just ended up crying, and I ended up repenting, but I ended up hurting her. Because why? A voice in me saying something. And so there, you'll hear voices in you. I don't mean you're, you're weird, y'all. I'm not talking about your multi-personality. You know, you know what it is your flesh sounds like and what it goes, does that on the bad side. But also, here's the interesting thing that God's highlighted me. It says, how about on the good side, you're going to hear stuff and pay attention to it. Notice these past scripture here, Paul. Called the conscience. One thing we haven't taught in dwelling place that we need to teach is your conscience. Interesting thing, your conscience. This Paul makes these statements. Look at this. Says, Paul, looking intently at the council, said, Brethren, I have lived my life with a perfectly good conscience before God up to this day. Look at 2416. In view of this, I do all, also do my best to maintain a blameless conscience before God and men. Well, what is your conscience? Your conscience is the, is the TV screen of your heart. What's written on your heart will get projected on your TV screen of your heart like a monitor on a computer. And what your conscious mind does, it reads the TV screen. And so there's this big interaction. If you ever see me draw a circle, describe the, the tripart being a man, you'll notice that I'll draw you know, a circle and there's the flesh and spirit. Flesh touched the world, spirit to God. And I'll draw the soul, and the soul has three parts. It'll have the conscious mind, it'll have the heart, subconscious mind, and it'll have this thing right in the middle, and that's the conscience. Literally what will happen is the things that float up out of your conscience. Your conscience, your conscious mind will bear, your conscience, your conscience will read all the circumstances you're going and project the programming in your heart in relationship to everything that you're doing and seeing. And your conscious mind reads that, and you make choices based off that conscience. Because the interesting thing, y'all, let me say this real quick. The Holy Spirit does not convict you of sin. John chapter 16, verse 8 following, talks about the believer. The Holy Spirit convicts us of righteousness. Like in, uh, like in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 6. Isaiah is in the presence of the Lord. Okay? All of a sudden, what's being declared in the, in the presence of the Lord? Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Righteousness is being declared. Holy, holy. All of a sudden, Isaiah goes, whoa, I'm a man of unclean lips. Who told him he was a man of unclean lips? What? No one. What happens is he gets convicted of righteousness, the events that have occurred in his life, where all of a sudden... His conscience is bearing witness of things that were in his life unresolved. David, when he cut off of Saul's robe, if you'll read, in, read uh, the Scripture's account of that, it says his, his conscience bothered him. You know what it's like. All of a sudden, you do something, and your conscience is, is, is getting you. You, your conscience can be seared as with a hot iron. In other words, what happens in that, you lose your ability to discern things. A guy said to me one time, Rick, you know, I, watching 
bad movies, they don't bother me. Watching pornography doesn't bother me. I go, bro, that's not a good sign. Your conscience has been seared. That's not a cool thing. Because you're gonna one of the things that you're gonna want to do, pay attention that's going on within you, is your conscience. I remember one time for Paul and I when I was in seminary. <clears throat> um, it was the, it was the summer I was in summer school, and I was getting ready to come to come to Virginia Tech and work in the internship program. And so, I'd set this goal in my heart never to make anything less than an A, and that I'd just operate with excellence in everything I was doing so intensely. And I was taking summer school and. And one, I was taking, uh, what was it, the book of, I was taking New Testament survey in this other class. And they give you all this stuff to read. But how they do it is they give you these reading assignments. And how they do it is you don't write book reports. All you do is assign a sheet. I have read the such and such assigned material. So I read all these books. And you had to read the you know, New Testament, read through the New Testament again and afresh. And I'd read all the way through it except for the last eight chapters of the book of Mark. And I had to take the final exam. So I'm taking the final exam. I'm going, man, if I, if I, man, I didn't get it all read. I couldn't, man. I couldn't. I was torn between studying and getting the work done. That's in the time that Paul hated to hear the word. I've got to study. And, uh, but anyway, I'm just pressed into this. And so all of a sudden I get to this point and I go, what do I do? Man, if I say I have not read the material, he'll give me a B. <gasps> oh, no. You know, I'm torn in this. So what I did was, the legalist came out, says, I will do the assigned reading. I didn't lie. So as soon as I took the test, guess what I did? I went home and what? Read the last eight chapters of the book of Mark. I didn't lie. I did it. Did I? So I never forget. So we, we left school, came here to Virginia Tech, and all through that year, periodically, it would come up, you know, you didn't read. You'd misled Dr. Corley. Oh, well, Jesus, I ask you to forgive me. You know, Lord, forgive me for that. You know, Lord, agree with you. Lord, I received that forgiveness. And I'd go on. Two or three months later, same thing would happen. Go back to seminary. We're finishing up seminary because we did the internship right in the middle. And I'm, you know, we're getting ready to go on this revival team, and so the thing we were doing is, y'all guys, just deal with everything. I'm saying this, y'all. We've got to deal with anything unholy. It's not right in our lives. And so I'm going, okay, okay. And all of a sudden, I start praying about it, and the Lord said, you deceived Dr. Corley. What? I've asked for forgiveness in that. You deceived Dr. Corley. You need to go talk to him. Zero tolerance in seminary. I'm going to do this. I'm going to get kicked out of seminary. Last semester. It was the last semester. I'm going to get kicked out of seminary. So I got a choice. Do what's right. My conscience is bearing witness to make this right. I couldn't confess it enough, y'all, to God. I had been deceitful. I'll never forget that time. I went in, made an appointment with Dr. Corley, went in, sat down with him. He knew me. I'd taken him in a number of classes, and I'm sitting there, and we're talking about this, this, and that thing. And I, and I said, Dr. Corley, there's something I got to talk to you about. And I told him the whole scenario, and I said, you know, I, you know, I, I screwed up, you know, such and such. I just need you, I just ask you to forgive me, whatever you want to do. And he, he acted like he ignored me. He 
just went back to talking about what I was, we were talking about before. It was something else. And, you know, he kept going, and I'm not hearing a word he's saying because, you know, my mind is on this. And finally I stopped him and said, Dr. Corley, what about this? And he said, oh, you're forgiven. And then he goes back to talking about it. And I'll never forget walking out of that meeting that day. You know what I felt? I felt slick. Because the accusations of the enemy, my conscience before was constantly bothering me. That's a voice that was going on in me. And I just want to say is that's why you'll read, if you're reading 1 Corinthians and Romans 14, it, it, it warns us about damaging others' conscience. Or even you'll see in Timothy about, about your own conscience. Pay attention to that voice that's con- that would bear witness because what happens is the Holy Spirit reveals truth into our hearts. And that truth in our hearts will be projecting up into our conscience. Because you know why God wants that? God's approach to us is not to tell us what's wrong with us. His approach is to tell us what's right. And His desire is for us to grow up as men and women of God not having to have his voice tell us what's wrong or what's bad, but his desire is that our minds are renewed, that we can test and prove what the will of God is. That is a mature son or daughter. Having a conscience that is clean, just like Paul said, a voice within us that will tell. Well, this is not right. I had a guy the other day, I bought an old pickup truck from a used car dealer. He found out I, was, I dealt Jesus, and he said, you know, he found out I did business. He says, how do you do that? Is that hard to do business and be a Christian? <laughs> I did. But, you know, I said, no, no. There's two ways to make, be profitable. One is God's way or the world's way. But it's not. Do what's right. You'll be honored. So that voice that you pay attention to, one of the voices you may be hearing is your conscience. It'll tell you things that's going on. Let's go on. Sounds and voices among us. I'm sorry, we need to hurry up. I don't even have my watch this morning. Sounds and voices among us. Uh, Can you go back one, Amanda? This one here, y'all. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Test it. Every spirit. Test what I'm saying. Hear what I'm saying. Not just the words that I'm saying, but test it in what you sense, what you feel in the spiritual realm. That's how you can tell. God tests. What are you hearing? Not only just with your words, but here in the Spirit. I could tell you stories about that, but we've got to go on. Bad things. But how about the good? Now, those were more noble-minded, those in Thessalonica, because they goes on, it says, they received the word with great eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see whether these things are so. Testing it out among us. Test when somebody's speaking to you. Test it out. Don't brush it aside, but test it. Just hear it, but respond to it. Let's go on. The big one to hear is the voice of God. And I love this passage of scripture here. And notice this past scripture. Truly I say to you, he does not enter by the door into the fold of the sheep, but climbs up some other way. He is a thief and a robber. In other words, y'all, there's only one way to God the Father, 
and that is through who? Jesus. We're in a, we're in a world today, y'all, going, okay, well, can't you, Buddhism, you know, it's okay, you know, you know, uh, Hinduism is okay, uh, Islam, oh, they believe in Jesus. Oh, they do, again, there's the whole deal, which Jesus? You know, we believe, you know, it's okay. No, if anybody enters another way, they're a robber. Something's going to be stolen. But to go on, it says, I'm sorry, could you go back up? Man, sorry. He who, is, he who enters by the door is a shepherd of the sheep. Okay, now, I'm sorry. The next one. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep do what? Hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. You're not a number, y'all. Jesus knows your name. He calls you by name. And notice this. When he puts forth all his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him. Why? They know his voice. Sheep follow him because they know his voice. Well, notice the next phrase. It says, a stranger they simply will not follow but flee from him because why? Because they don't know the voice of a stranger. Hear this. It's very important. It's so important for you to know the voice of your lover, Jesus. One time the Lord told me, he says, Rick, I want you to take out the word voice there and put love. And he says, he says, the most important thing is for you to know the love of the bridegroom. And I say this to you all that are single, you know, either girls or guys. And girls in this, like it says, you know, you will follow because they know your love. You will not follow a stranger because you don't recognize the love. If you don't, if it's not the love of Jesus, run from it because it's a robber. If you don't recognize, the danger is if you don't know the love of Jesus, how are you going to tell the stranger? And that's one of the things that's very important is for you and I to know the voice of Jesus, the voice of your Father. For me, y'all, God speaks to me, he speaks country. I don't know about y'all. Sort of like what Tammy said, she's hearing that guy talk German accent. If that guy to talk Big Stone Gap, she'd have heard it. <laughs> her gate change over her, y'all go over her. She'd have heard it. <laughs> Get on over <laughs> We had a lady at work for us down in South Florida. It was a German, and she came over from Germany and lived in southwest Virginia, Kentucky area. That was a weird thing to hear somebody with a German southern accent. That was, that was weird. But it does exist, Tammy. Me and you would have heard it, sis. Know the voice of God. And God told me to close up this morning with this illustration, this thing. So, Kaylee, I'm going to need you to be something here. Come here, Leah. Okay, so Leah, I want you to stand over here. Kaylee, I want you to go stand over there. Okay, you can come over here. Leah's going to be God. Kaylee needs some help. She needs to get to God. No, no, I'm sorry. I got you in the wrong spot. Come here. You're over here. Sorry, I forgot the, that's a different illustration. Okay, so what I need, I need volunteers. I need about 10 or 15 volunteers. Come here, Sean, Molly. Come here, Tulio, Daniel. Come here, 
Come here, Danielle, Ben. Come here, Bev. Come here, Mitch. Come here, Ken. Okay, I want y'all to make a. So what we're going to do is, now I trust Kaylee. Okay, now Kaylee, you're going to have to close your eyes. Okay, and don't peek. I don't have a blindfold. Okay, I want you to face that way. Now what I want y'all to do is, so we're going to say that Kaylee's wanting to get to this spot. Okay. So what I want y'all to do is make a path through here right now. Make a path. Sort of, no, no, you're over here, Leah. She's going to walk that way. Make a path. Make it go crooked, not straight. Make it hard for her. Because what's going to happen is, oh, yeah, you're, you're, you're going to go before her. Yeah, make a path. Come on, Tulio, administrate this. Tulio, he can't help it. We got to get through an administration somewhere. Make sure there's a path doorway through there. Okay. Okay. We're going to show you real quick three illustrations. Now, Kaylee, you're going to close your eyes. Leah is going to tell you where to step and how to get to that spot. Make it a little bit more crooked. Yeah. There you go. That's good. Okay. So you can't can't. Uh, Kenzie's making it really hard. That's called tribulation, there, Kenz. Narrow tribulation means to make narrow. So, well, I want y'all to watch this. We're going to ask Ken. We're going to put Ken's, Kaylee on a test here. So what she's going to do is, this is Jesus and Kaylee. Jesus is going before her, and Kaylee will follow her because she what? Knows her voice. Okay? So, spin around and around and around and around. Okay, Leah, guide her through. Everybody else be quiet. Yes, they are. Yeah, they are. Everybody quiet. Go ahead, get her through. Don't say anything to her. So she's guiding her through. Okay? Okay. Kaylee's following her because she knows the voice of her mother. Supposed to be. So you got her? She got through, okay? Now come on the other side. Good job, Kaylee. Now, come on the other side. All right, come back. Well, you can stay here. Well, now, go back over there because I don't want to move that thing. So, come back. Now, that's not real. Open your eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, so face this way again. So, what we're going to happen this time, they're going to change. Tulio administrate it. Change the thing. And what they're going to do is, now what I want you all to do, I want you all to talk to her. And you all are going to confuse her. You want to sound like Leah's voice. <laughs> you want to deceive her. You want to mess her up. There you go. I got, we got, problem is we got Hash and Wheeler beside each other. Here, Ben, will you, will you stand here? We got to separate these two. <laughs> That's the problem. We got Wheeler and Hash together. That's the problem. Okay. All right, y'all gonna, and y- I mean, y'all talk as loud as you want to. And so, okay, and y'all are gonna have to, y'all are trying to mess her up. Okay, so turn around, keep your eyes closed. Oh, I'm sorry, Tammy. I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll do the sin chart later, Kaylee. Okay. All right, go. 
Go. Okay, all right, good job, Kaylee. All right, come back down here. All right, I got a, couple, I got a question for you, Kaylee. Y'all stay right there. Y'all not through yet. One more time. Now, I'm going to ask Kaylee a question. Now, was that harder than the first time? Yeah. Okay, why? Because uh, there's a bunch of other voices. You have to, like, pick out my mom's voice. <laughs> so you had, to, you had to block out everything else. Yeah. So that's one of the things that's very important to understand how you hear in the Lord because you have to block the other voices. Now, we're going to add one other dynamic to it, and I don't know about if you all, a lot of times in my relationship with God, I've got to block voices out, but the problem is many times I'm running my mouth. I'm doing more talking than the other voices, so it hinders me from hearing his voice. So what Kaylee's going to do this time is Leah's leading her through She's going to sing, Jesus loves me, this I know. Loud. You're going to go through the path, and Leah's going to try to guide you while you're singing, Jesus loves me, this I know. Not out loud. I've got the mic. But it's, nobody's going to hear it. <laughs> Turn around this way. Turn around this way. Okay, Tulia, get, get the thing... A team meeting here. Now, y'all going to do the same thing. You're going to do it. Y'all going to try to deceive her, mix her up, and she's going to be talking. She's going to be singing. And we're going to see what happens here. Got to sing loud now, okay? But nobody's going to hear you out here. Okay? Nobody's going to hear you. I'm not going to put the mic up to you, okay? Trust me. I won't. Okay? You ready? Now, close your eyes. Y'all ready? Okay, let's spin around. Spin around. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, y'all start. Wait, and Kent, Kaylee, start singing. Over here, Kaylee. Over Sing. Here. <laughs> Sing, Kaylee. <laughs> Sing. <laughs> Sing. Okay, Kaylee, yeah. Come here. Y'all can sit down. So was that harder than the other two times? Yeah. Because why was that? Well, because I was talking too, so. So it was, it was hard to hear my mom, so. Hard to hear your mom because of your voice. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, Kaylee. She did good, didn't she? Hearing. Hearing. And I just want, we're just going to close shop with this, that uh, um, the two next two weeks, I will tell you this, we're going to, the two weeks are going to be, um, first one will be, well, one, I don't know the progression of it, but it'll be out of Mark 4, where Jesus says, 
take careful, be careful how you listen. And then in Luke 8, I may have them mixed up, Luke 8, 18, it says, be careful to what you listen to. And so what, you know, it's such a, I believe, a strong word from the Lord for that we hear and listen to the things that are going on this year, the voices and the words that you're hearing, and that you clearly be able to discern out what God's saying and not saying. Now, I do feel like that we want to do this in relationship to what Kaylee, where'd Kaylee go? Did she get raptured? There she is. Okay, that's cool. Sorry. But uh, two things that what Kaylee, Kaylee had uh, experienced. The many of us that in this place and point in time, we don't intensely focus on what Leah is saying, what Jesus is saying. And we start following the other voices. Many of them what I just talked about today. When you do that, it can have serious effects in your ability to discern and hear. The second one is, is that I really want to encourage us this, is that we have been running our mouths more telling God what we need than listening to his voice. Because it does say in Matthew chapter 6, he knows what you need before you ask. And so many times the release of those things is us hearing what his voice is and coming in agreement with what he's saying. So... Is that cool? So cool. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the uh, prayer teams to come up. If y'all would please come on up. Paul, if you, Joe, Michelle, if y'all come up. April, you look nice. Look at styling. Joe looks nice too. Um, I just also want to encourage you. I just thought about that Hebrews passage. You know that, you know that those. You know, uh, we've learned how to discern the things because of practice. You know, you know that we can discern good and evil because of the reality of practice in our life. And some, some of us, I think, sometimes you just get so like, man, I don't, I don't know where to start. I don't know how to. Well, I mean, the reality is nobody's gotten good at anything without practice, without you know, beginning to to walk in that. So I just encourage you, you know, grab a journal, grab. You know, a piece of paper, you know, get before the Lord and really just begin to practice hearing, you know, and then run it by somebody else. If you don't trust yourself to hear, then you know, run it by somebody else and say, hey, you know, this is what I was hearing, you know, you know, you know, walk with me in this and, you know, help me in that. And so I just encourage you because, you know, like I said, some, some of us sometimes have a hard time discerning the voices through, I mean, like I said, I mean, if you're trying to walk through that type of path, and, you know, going every which way, and you have to discern, man, if I go left here or if I go right here, I'm in big trouble. You know, I just encourage you, you know, take take these moments, you know, to really begin to practice hearing the voice of God. You know, don't don't get intimidated by that, you know, especially, I, I always remember, I was trying to remember, I think it was Amy, uh, uh, Laster, uh, uh, Allison Laster, you know, we, we have some good friends, she'd always get frustrated at these at these things, because she's always like, you know, I don't know if I'm hearing correctly or not. And I think the the heart is is that you keep practicing, keep hearing, you just get before the Lord and just get those moments and and really just try to quiet yourself and ask the Lord to begin to speak and, and maybe write down what He's saying. You know, because if you think about it, you go through the Book of Psalms, David didn't. David always switched character. You know, he would 
he'd be talking, to, you know, he'd be like writing stuff in relationship to, I don't know, first, third person, all that stuff. But he would write it as he's writing, just, you know, writing stuff. And all of a sudden, then you would, it would switch, and I would be like God talking to him. And you just go through there, and all of a sudden, it'd switch back, and he'd be writing again. And just encourage you, you know, there's this place where, you know, God, God wants to speak and, and, and encourage you and, and build you up in that. And he wants to uh, increase your your confidence. I think that was the, there was a scripture today, don't throw away your confidence. I, don't, I can't remember if it was in prayer or up here, but, you know, there's a reality. Don't throw away your confidence, which has great reward, and just be confident that God wants to speak. I just want to say this real quick. Man, can you move that away? I, I don't try to think that I said something inappropriate to April. She she knows I think of her as a daughter, so I get a chance to brag on her, I will. So I was not a flirting thing, saying she looks nice. Shane looks nice, too, so... Joe, you look good too, bro. So, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I do thank you. Lord, to be together and just feel together as family, Lord. Lord, we just want to just, uh, just sort of clear the, the chalkboard, the board. I guess that's my age of myself, Lord. The marker board of our hearts. Lord, that uh, we can clearly see and hear the things that you're writing on our hearts. Lord, that when the, when the noise of the world or things that are contrary to your truth are sounded out, Lord, we, can, we know clearly what it is and what's being said and what's being broadcast. Lord, you're calling us to walk as sons and daughters of the Most High God, not children or orphans tossed here and there. But Lord, men and women of God, led of the Spirit, your Word says, those who are led of the Spirit, these are the sons of God. And so, Lord, we want to be able to hear clearly, to follow your voice, to know your voice. So, Lord, if there's any of us, Lord, that have, Lord, first off, we don't know you as our Lord and Savior. We haven't been hooked up online to know you, to hear your voice. Lord, I just speak to that person, Lord, to come. Lord, if there's places and times we dulled our heart. We've closed ourselves off to you and what you're saying, Lord. We just want to, Lord, open it up the clear, clear the ways. Lord, if there's things we're holding in our hearts toward others, Lord, that would dull our hearts. Lord, we just want to just make things right. Lord, any areas in our conscience, Lord, that are bearing witness as I was sharing that story, Lord. God, I just uh, declare, Lord, we want to Lord, just be so tender to what is being said and be able to respond. Lord, I just thank you for this privilege this morning. We bless you, Lord. And I bless my brothers and sisters. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless. Bye-bye, y'all. Yeah, don't hesitate to come up for prayer.